Swift blaring our podcast. Nothing is sweeter than Swiftcast. Hey guys, welcome to episode 121 of Swiftcast. This is Ashley. Haley. Nate. Steph. And Ashley. And we were about to start doing this episode when something happened that distracted us just a little. Taylor always knows when we're about to record, and she always has something that she wants us to include on the episode. So I know that we were wondering and making some predictions about when the Wild Streams video was going to premiere, but Taylor just confirmed that it will premiere next Sunday, August 30th, on the VMAs, and she posted a short clip, and I'm just trying to process it still, really. So I think this is a really good idea because clearly she was very successful with premiering Bad Blood on an award show and now she's going to do the same thing for Wildest Dreams. It's a smart move for her and I think it's going to help the video get a ton of views immediately. And I don't know, what did you guys think about the preview? I'm excited for it. Just looking at the preview itself, I think Ashley mentioned earlier, it kind of reminds her a little bit of style. And then I was just thinking it kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Blank Space as well, like different parts incorporated into the Wildest Dreams. Well, here's the good news. Before we started recording, we did a little bit of research because in Taylor's preview, she included the little director cut clipboard, whatever it's called thing, you know what I mean? And it has the name on it that says G. Musterhausen. And so Haley did not believe that was a real name. So she Googled it for us. <laughs> and we found that our favorite director, Joseph Kahn, has actually done a video in relation to that, if you just Google it. And of course, we started recording and we were all excited to tell all of you this. And then a minute ago, he tweeted that he is the director. So by the time you hear this, you'll already know it and it will be old news. But it's very exciting nonetheless. I know we are all in agreement that we are really hoping he would do this video. Yeah, we talked about it last week on episode 120 when we talked all about Wildest Dreams, and he's just been the best director. I hope he does every video for the rest of Taylor's career. Yes. <laughs> so I get Ashley's point about how the preview sort of reminds me of style, and I think you probably all know that we didn't really like style as much as we could have. So maybe that's a little nerve-wracking, but I have full confidence in Joseph Kahn. I think this would be a great music video. I think the reason why it reminded me of style was probably less about what the actual video will be like and more about how this preview was put together because it sort of jumped around to a lot of different scenes and looked kind of abstract and was hard to really tell what was going on. But I have a feeling that the story will make more sense in the video itself. I like that whole abstract thing. It's like, whoa, eyeball. Whoa, <laughs> dove. Whoa, zebra. Whoa, Taylor. Whoa. <laughs> well, and Joseph Kahn tweeted, when I said I was on vacation, I lied. I was in Africa shooting a hashtag toothpaste commercial, which is wildest dreams. Ooh. And so we were talking wondering when would Taylor have had time to go to Africa so we're pretty much guessing that he probably just did a lot of shots in Africa that we'll see and Taylor probably was not actually there and will be against a blue screen or a green screen or something like that. 
I hope she actually was there just to throw us all off. Like, how could you possibly pull that off? <laughs> that would be incredible. She did pull <laughs> off the Shake It Off music video, and no one said a word about it for two months. Mm, that's true. But she hasn't had more than a couple days off in between shows all summer. Mm -hmm. Right. So how could she have gone to Africa? Just like a full day of flying to Africa, like 20 minutes of shooting, and then a full day of flying back. (laughs) (laughs) And then performing multiple shows after that. (laughs) So in just one week, the VMAs will be happening, and we're probably all going to be just a mess after seeing this music video. And we will definitely be talking about it on next week's episode, along with the VMAs, where we can expect Taylor to win nine awards. And our friends Tim and Carson are going to be joining us next week also. Yes, we're excited to have them back. You guys didn't tell me that at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first I'm hearing of this. <laughs> they don't believe that Nate or Adam exists at all. I'm going to try so hard for this episode. No, it's it's too late. They're never going to believe that you're real. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we met them in Baton Rouge, they were like, oh, so your male hosts aren't here. <laughs> they just don't exist. Uh, it's actually one of you guys that we just like tune the voice deeper to. <laughs> <laughs> the other really cool thing about Wildest Dreams that some of us have noticed is it looks like the male actor in this is Sean O'Pry, who was in Blank Space. I think that's him. It's tough to tell just from that clip, but I think that's him. It really looks like him. Also, looks like the horse is running backwards. A few of them, the clip kind of runs backwards a little bit, so I wonder if that was just for effect or if that's actually what's happening in the music video. As much as it's hard for me to form an opinion just based on this clip, I do think that Joseph Kahn must feel like his bar is set very high after Bad Blood, so I'm sure that he did everything to make this the most creative video possible. Yeah, and we talked last week about how this song is just very different from the other ones, so I think we can expect a very different kind of music video to go along with it. Well, we have tons to talk about on this episode, and we'll start with our older tweets, which are very thought-provoking. This was a good week in other years. Especially the first tweet, I really like this one. It's from August 22nd, 2009. I get this one. There was something really romantic about Polaroid cameras. I miss them and want them back. Bum bum bum. And then she single-handedly brought them back for the entire world. (laughs) Single-handedly. Five years later. Just five years later. (laughs) Now you can buy them at pretty much every mainstream store. And it really was her influence. I don't doubt that. It's interesting that if she was thinking about those in 2009, I'm kind of surprised that it took up until basically 2014 for her to start using them again well i'm sure glad she did i feel like she could bring anything back or make anything popular that she wanted (laughs) kids are another good example you're right that's so true because they've been around forever but they weren't even on my radar i didn't even know that they still existed or made new styles until she partnered with them um crop tops she started wearing crop tops and every single store all of a sudden had them booties Those are way back in style now. And And the high-waisted shorts and high-waisted swimsuits. We could go on and on and on. Headbands. Headbands, yeah. Even cat stuff. I mean, not like cat items didn't exist, but I feel like, I don't know, I just, maybe it's just that I notice them more, but I feel like every store sells a thousand different cat-themed items now. 
Taylor's such a trendsetter. Well, our next one comes from August 26th of 2009. There's a free people store in New York. Oh. My. God. (laughs) (laughs) And then five years later, she's living in New York, and she wears free people when she's in California. I feel like that was the moment she decided to move there. It just took her a long time to get there. It's true, though. She does seem to wear almost all free people when she's in California. She does. Our next one is from August 29th, 2009. She tweeted, Is there really a hot tub in my dressing room right now? Really? It's probably just a hallucination. Or witchcraft. This is too awesome. (laughs) I don't remember that one. Neither do I. What was that from? She must have been doing the Fearless Tour. I actually saw her in August of 2009 for the Fearless Tour. But I don't think she was near me. So she must have been somewhere cool. Oh, wow. Ha, that's kind of cool. University Park, Bryce Jordan Center, State College. That's where I saw her then. Ah, no kidding. Yeah, that's crazy. I I didn't think it was August 29th. For some reason, I thought it was the 26th. That's really cool. Wow. Yeah. Apparently, you can get a hotel room with a hot tub in it in Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, the next one is pretty funny. It's from August 29th, 2010. I assume this was when she was home in Nashville. She said, nothing like a leisurely Sunday afternoon, sitting in my car in a middle school parking lot watching LARPing. (laughs) I remember this tweet. (laughs) Which is, I guess, live action role playing. And there's a really funny picture that she posted with it. I don't think she really can just sit in middle school parking lots anymore. Our next one comes from August 23rd, 2011. She tweeted, I can't wait to start the week of LA shows tomorrow night. I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. She's always had her shows right around the same week for LA. The only exception was Fearless. They were in April. That was the first time that I was just amazed at how many guests she brought out and was like, I need to see her with a special guest. I need to go to LA and I still need to go to LA. (laughs) (laughs) well we'll be talking much much more about that in a little bit our next one comes from august 23rd 2012 she tweets i love you guys this is the best week of all time that was shortly after releasing we are never ever getting back together i think we've topped that for her (laughs) i think so our next one comes from august 28th of 2013 and she said, so honored that Gary Snow Patrol showed up in Sacramento to sing the last time for the first time live with me tonight. And the only time. The only time. I was so bummed about missing that. I know. That would have been so cool. That would have been awesome. I really like the last time. I think it's underrated. It's so underrated. The next one is from August 24th, 2013. And Taylor tweeted, now I've seen it through and now I know the truth. That anything could happen. And here she was referring to Ellie Golding appearing as a special guest during the LA shows for Red. There's a cute photo that actually went along with this. The next one is probably my favorite of all of these. Maybe tied with the last one that we're going to do next. But this was from August 26th, 2014. Taylor tweeted, my home phone is ringing. I did not know I had a home phone. Interesting development. <laughs> I want to see her facial reaction when her home phone went off. 
I just remember Twitter going insane, like trying to find her phone number. <laughs> I'm sure it was promptly disconnected. That must have been her apartment in New York, I bet. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That would have been shortly after she moved in, right? Yeah. But I think my favorite one is this last one. A fan at My Swift Life on Twitter said, Taylor, did you know you could change your header? And then she responded and said, you know that commercial where the elderly people think Candy Crush is hitting candy with a hammer and hashtag is hash brown me. <laughs> that was my favorite commercial even before she tweeted that. And I just was dying over that. That was also the other commercial that went with that was the one where the old lady says, I unfriend you when she like she says, I unfriend you. And then her friend says, that's not how this works. <laughs> And she's like, I'm going to post all these photos from vacation to my wall. And she's taping them on her wall. But she did figure out how to change her header. Well, it's time for our news in Keeping Up with Swift. And this was one of the most insane news weeks ever, I feel like. Yeah, and some of this stuff is hard to follow. The first piece of news was definitely hard to follow. And it involved Calvin Harris and Zane from One Direction. So... We'll try to break it down for you in simple terms. So what happened is Zane retweeted this tweet and it's got a photo of Taylor with her quote about Spotify. And she's saying, people can still listen to my music if they get it on iTunes. I'm always up for trying something. I tried it and I didn't like the way it felt. And then below that is a photo of Miley Cyrus and her quote is, I've made my money. If no one buys my album, cool. It's fine. I've got a house and I've got dogs that I love. I don't need anything else. And the caption is, the difference is astounding. So after Zayn retweeted this, Calvin was, I guess, very upset because he tweeted the following. If you don't get what it means when a successful artist uses their celebrity to benefit every other musician and songwriter in the industry, stay out of my mentions, please. While you kids are refresh voting Teen Choice Awards, there's some poor guy in a basement making your new favorite record trying to survive. Meaning, <laughs> stay out of things you don't understand. That's my favorite tweet. <laughs> so some of those words I changed a little bit. Some of them might have been a little... More explicit. Yeah, a little more explicit. <laughs> I just love it. I was like, go Calvin. <laughs> it was pretty impressive. But so Zane actually decided to respond. And he said to Calvin, Ha, huh, you just made an absolute fool of yourself, mate. Do it in an English accent. <laughs> That's your specialty. <laughs> so Calvin responded and said, It was the quote, not you personally, mate. And Zane said, You clearly didn't understand what I just said either. So I suggest you calm your knickers before them dentures <laughs> fall out. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And then he just responded, LOL. Yeah, that was great. Calvin just said, LOL. Calvin then said, I like this part too. He said, best of luck, genuinely. You've got a great voice. And so Zane responds and he writes, oh, I write my own stuff too and then he used a bad word that i'm not gonna repeat <laughs> calvin was just i love this like 
you've got a great voice it's so suggestive like well you have a good voice but you don't write anything and you just like stand on stage and now you're not even in a band anymore (laughs) (laughs) the thing is this photo that zane originally retweeted is just so bogus taylor is like calvin said defending all the artists who can't make any money that's why she went up against spotify and that's why she told apple music to actually pay the artists she's making a huge difference a groundbreaking difference and changing the whole music industry for the better to help people who aren't well known and aren't making a ton of money so to compare that to miley's quote is just a lie it's it's not anything close to saying the same thing taylor said repeatedly throughout that whole thing this is not about me exactly yeah she is looking out for the other artists who are scraping by and people somehow are overlooking that it's very frustrating clearly calvin was the winner in that argument (laughs) yeah it was very dramatic and hard to follow but i'm glad that calvin defended her well anyway uh in other news more exciting news glendale arizona some highlights from that show First of all, about the Glendale show, Ashley was actually there at the show. Basically, had awesome seats, got to see like some of the coolest performances, I think, ever. One of the coolest performances. But we'll start with the first thing. Taylor met quarterback Kurt Warner and his entire family um, at the show, which is interesting to note. She's been bringing a lot of football players recently to the tour, or just athletes in general. When I saw that they were together backstage, I expected him to maybe walk during style, but he did not. Yeah, it was surprising considering, you know, a few of them have already, so maybe he didn't want to because his family was there. I don't know. Well, the bigger part of the show was that Maya Thompson was there. And if you guys remember Maya Thompson, she's the mother of the little boy Ronan, who Taylor Swift named the song after that she wrote Ronan. Ronan, if you guys don't know the story quickly, four-year-old boy, he had neuroblastoma and he died when he was four years old. And Taylor followed Maya's blog online detailing the effects of childhood cancer and the effect that it had on her personal life. And it really touched Taylor, and she reached out to her and ended up writing this song running for her. And she's only ever performed it once before this show, and she ended up singing it as a surprise song. Uh, She never wanted to sing it because it was so sad, but she figured that Maya deserved to hear it since she was at the show. So even though it is a really sad song, I am insanely jealous that she got to hear it, Ashley. That's incredible. That's one of those things that's, you know, once-in-a-lifetime performances you're probably never going to see again, so. Yeah, I was very surprised. I really just was not expecting it. You know, every night before she goes into whatever the surprise song is, she sort of plays her guitar, a few chords, and talks, and it's hard to tell usually what song she's going into, and so she started doing that and was saying a couple things, and then she just sort of stopped, and she was like, no, guys, this is sad. And that's when you knew. There's no other song she would say that about. Yeah, I saw the video and it, people were cheering probably because they had no idea what she was going to go into. <laughs> They're like, yeah! <laughs> She's like, no guys, this is sad. <laughs> but I was very happy to see how respectful and quiet the crowd was during the whole song. Yeah. So during the song, did it seem like you could hear a pin drop? Is that? It seemed to me like everybody was really quiet. Yeah, I think partially because she said it was sad, and partially, sadly, because nobody knew the words. Oh. I mean, I'm sure some people did. I did, but 
you know, it's not very well known. Well, I think that's why I was so happy she did this, because I'm sure more people are buying it now. Yeah, and the proceeds have always all gone to stand up for cancer from that song. And so Ronin was trending worldwide that night, which was awesome. I'm sure that was really, really special for his family. And his mom, Maya, wrote a blog post just about the whole experience, and she had a lot of great quotes. Her blog is at rockstarronin.com, so you guys should check it out. But this one quote said, Everything was so surreal. It still is. I'm so incredibly grateful for all the ways Taylor continuously gives her heart and soul to the cause of childhood cancer. She called me brave that night, but she is also brave. She's taken on a cause not because it is the cool thing to do or the easy one to take on. She's taken on a cause that nobody wants to talk about because of how heartbreaking it is. Would have been so easy for her to pick the safe and sweet cause, where all she had to do was write a big fat check and call it a day. She didn't do that. She followed her heart and it led her here, and for that I will be eternally grateful. She's the real deal. She is not just talking the talk, but she is walking the walk. Not many people truly do that. She is the bravest soul who is not afraid to take on a little darkness in order to get to the light. Taylor's light is the brightest light the world of childhood cancer has ever seen, and it is about to catch on fire. That gives you goosebumps there, because this was not only trending worldwide on Twitter, but there were a ton of news articles about this. And I really like the part where Maya says, this is something you don't want to talk about because it's sad. And Taylor even alluded to that in her speech before she actually sang the song. So most people don't talk about it, and they might be helping by writing checks, but Taylor's talking about it. And... Taylor just gave a really sweet introduction for Maya before she played the song and told everyone about how she, Maya, is the co-writer, how she's named as the co-writer of the song, and asked the audience to give her a round of applause. And also on Maya's blog, she says that she and her family got to say hi to Taylor before the show, and they didn't know at that time that she was going to play it. I feel like she must have gotten the idea right after she saw them because then part of the way through the show, someone from Taylor's team came up to her and asked, is it okay if Taylor plays Ronan? So Taylor made sure that she was okay with it and then did that for her. Yeah, it's just such a great story that Taylor was inspired that night and just ended up doing it. And Maya said that her husband who was with her said, are you sure it's okay? Like, how are you going to handle this? And she was like, I don't know, but it feels right. I really want her to play it. And I think they were right in the B stage or sound booth right by Taylor. So that's really great for them that they got to experience that. And if you haven't bought the song, like we mentioned earlier, all the proceeds go to cancer research. So buy it, gift it for your friends, your family, anything. Well, in slightly happier news, the one year anniversary of Shake It Off was just this past week. And as we mentioned last week, uh, the video has already reached 1 billion views. And it was cool because Taylor tweeted about the anniversary and said, quote, just thank you for everything. Can't believe it's been a year already. That's crazy. This is a live stream. It's crazy. And then at the second night in Glendale, Taylor thanked everyone for everything and mentioned that 1989 has sold over 8 million copies worldwide. And she ended up playing 15 as the secret song that night. I think 15 is the new R song. <laughs> she has played it quite a few times, huh? <laughs> and it was also cool because she brought out her dancer, Toshi, 
because it was his birthday that night. Something else really exciting that happened at Glendale. This was really exciting for me. This is actually my favorite thing from the week. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if you all remember, but back during the Red Tour, there was this guy who was selling Skittles. And you probably have seen him on Vine or on Tumblr. And he just is yelling out about buying Skittles. So this was making the rounds all over social media. And when Taylor started being active on Tumblr, she liked the video. And that was really cool. I didn't realize at the time that the Skittles guy was at Glendale, though. I had no idea what venue it was at. So if you've never heard the Skittles clip, here is what he sounds like when he's selling Skittles. Skittles! (laughs) (laughs) The clip is so funny. I just listened to it again. And so it turned out he was there at the venue again for the 1989 tour. This time he was selling lemonade. And he had this really cool way of selling lemonade. And we have another clip for you right now with him selling lemonade at Glendale. So enjoy this. Lemonade, lemonade like grandma made. Yum, yum. Gotta get some, yeah, baby. I have never wanted lemonade more. (laughs) Well, Taylor was so excited about the Skittles guy that she sought him out because she wanted to meet him because she's Taylor Swift and that's what she does. So she arranged a meet and greet. She wanted a meet and greet with the Skittles guy. (laughs) I want a meet and greet with the Skittles guy. That would be awesome. I wish I could tweet him like at Skittles guy. (laughs) So she posted a photo of them together and then she wrote this really lovely caption. She wrote, for those of you who have fallen in love with Skittles guy because of the video of a man passionately selling Skittles before my show on the Red Tour, I got to meet him tonight. His name is Derek, and he knows you guys are obsessed with him. He sells lemonade now and comes up with rhymes to sell it and just generally delights people in the crowd. I was really excited to meet someone who puts such personal flair into his job. Tonight's crowd was unreal, and I love you guys so much. So really, it was like a meet and greet for Taylor, and she was very (laughs) excited about it. Update, there is a Twitter account, at SkittlesGuy, that seems like it's him, but I don't know if it's really him or just a fan who made it. Is it twitter.com slash SkittlesGuy? Literally, that's what it is. Okay. (laughs) So it's his picture and a bunch of tweets about it, but I feel like it's probably a fan. It's probably a fan. Two followers. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Well, I wish I had known that he was there. I definitely would have wanted to meet him. That would have been awesome. You didn't hear him shouting, like, in the crowd? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm surprised I didn't. Well, this was another funny piece of news from Tumblr. Somebody had posted a clip from the Grammys of Taylor dancing in her seat and... She was doing some sort of weird movements, and they said, Taylor, what is happening here? And she came back with a very descriptive answer. She said, the mom croon, that's mom hyphen croon, noun, a dance move invented at the 2014 Grammy Awards to sway, perform, and sing along to a song in an extremely emotional or sentimental way, possibly incorporating hand gestures, eyes closed, Lost in the music, the way your mom gets taken away by a tune from her high school days, glass of red wine in hand shuffling around the room as her teenage kids roll their eyes in disdain. 
Cynics may judge the mom crooners, MCs, as they are commonly referred to in the dance world, as it is a form of dance only perfected by those willing to be absolutely swept away by the feels you get when you hear a certain song. Those who know how to mom croon cannot see the eye rolls of haters. They have reached a level of musical transcendence that is hater-proof. Once you perfect the mom croon, you are truly free. <laughs> she said, used in a sentence. Oh, look, Taylor's being embarrassing again, just mom crooning away in the corner by herself because sometimes by Britney Spears came on. Oh, God, now she's crying. <laughs> <laughs> this was genius. It really needs to be added to Webster's Dictionary immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I feel like there will be mom croon signs at the remainder of the tour? <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> Well, one thing that I thought of when I saw this is in those clips from the Grammys, you can see Pharrell sort of sometimes rolling his eyes at Taylor, sort of looking like, oh my gosh, she's so embarrassing. And I wonder if she had him in mind when she wrote this. I know she loves Pharrell, but he just sort of looked annoyed by her amazing dance moves. So as we were saying earlier, we'll get to see a full video of Wildest Dreams at the VMAs, but we'll also get to hear Wildest Dreams on the radio starting September 1st. Can't wait. Woohoo. Well, our next bit of news, if you guys haven't seen, Taylor tweeted a video of Jacob, who is a seven-year-old autistic boy. Um, now, he performed a melody of 1989 on the piano, and she tweeted him. She saw the video. She tweeted him, I have to give you a hug for that beautiful piano medley you did. Please come to a show on my tour and say hi to me. My treat. This again is just classic Taylor because... It really is. She's seeking out the Skittles guy for a meet and greet. <laughs> and, you know, she doesn't have to do this. It's because she wants to do it. She wants to meet him and thank him. When people say mean things about Taylor, this is one of those things you can point to to tell them they're wrong. Well, Taylor also tweeted more clips of Ryan Adams making 1989, so that was really cool. Yeah, I'm still waiting to see what's going to happen, if he's going to release these all together or something when he's done. We'll see. Well, as we mentioned earlier, the LA tour dates officially began this week, and right before they began, Taylor tweeted a throwback photo of her performing during CMA Fest week, she was down on the riverfront, and she just had this little banner that said Taylor Swift, and she said she was reminiscing about what her gigs used to be like, and you can stay tuned for the main discussion, because we're going to be talking more about the LA shows and more about banners later in this episode. So on the upcoming schedule, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be a couple of days in, but... We still have shows on August 24th, 25th, and 26th in Los Angeles, which is Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week. Then the 29th, San Diego, she will be performing at Petco Park. And then the 30th, next Sunday, is the VMAs, which we'll be covering on episode 122. And then September 4th, she's in Salt Lake City, Utah. And then September 5th and 6th, we will all be seeing her well, most of us will be seeing her in Denver, <laughs> and we're very excited. Sorry, Nate. I know. I wish I was going. We tried to get you here. I know. <laughs> Remember when we met a listener outside Louisville who was from Denver? What? You never told me this. Yeah, we did, and she said that she remembered you, Haley, handing out business cards at the last show. 
but I don't remember. I did that. So if you're listening, tweet us and hopefully we'll see you there. Well, now it's time for our mini segments, Swifty problems, lots of those, of course. And the first one, I love this. This is from A. Salita on Twitter. Imagine if Taylor and Ed came out with a duet album produced by Calvin Harris. Hashtag Swifty problems. Hashtag Taven. Not (laughs) not a problem, but I'm very on board with this. It's a problem if it doesn't happen now that we know the ideas out there. Right. (laughs) Our next one comes from Vinny. He says, hashtag Swifty problems. When your friends say Taylor can't sing live and you send them all too well from L.A. and none of them respond. (laughs) <laughs> shutting up the haters yeah i think that means you shut them down you can send them anything from 1989 to her so our next one comes from at sneaky moniki on twitter and she says not ready for hashtag wildest dreams to be a single yet because it's been my ringtone since december and now i'll be sick of it hashtag swifty problems no you won't get sick of it there is no way you'll get sick of that i was actually considering making that my new ringtone It's a good idea. Speaking of wildest dreams, there's a really funny post on Tumblr that Taylor liked. Somebody posted in response to seeing the clip, but why were the zebras running? Were they running to something or away from something? Everyone's excited about the zebras, but no one cares to know their backstory. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. They're running towards Taylor. Someone else said, away from the crowds, I pictured, like, leaving a big city and driving out to the country, not flying to Africa. (laughs) (laughs) But it's wild animals. Wildest dreams. I dream about zebras pretty often, so. (laughs) Also, just another update, as I'm getting all this info from Tumblr, it appears that the guy in the video actually is not Sean, it is Scott Eastwood. Really? He looks like Sean. Tumblr saying Sean Eastwood, and I just looked him up, and it does match the picture. Oh. And apparently he's been tweeting about the video. Oh, Taylor apparently confirmed it on Tumblr somehow. I haven't gotten to that post yet. Oh, maybe she liked something. Well, our next one comes from Fearless Hoobian. Instagram, stop this nonsense and let me post my concert video clips. Swifty problems. Also, YouTube, stop your nonsense as well. Yeah, YouTube. Well, now we have our fashion. Just a couple of recent outfits from the shows. Yeah, our first one is from Loft 89 in Glendale on August 18th. Taylor wore a crop top and skirt combo, which I absolutely loved. It's from Alice and Olivia. It was white and lacy. And the top is called the Amal Guipere lace top. It's $350. And the skirt is the Jace Guipare miniskirt, and it's $330. So sadly, that lovely outfit is $680. And Taylor wore Christian Louboutin Madaya T-strap platforms, which are no longer available. Earlier that night at the pre-show meet and greet, she was wearing a crop top and skirt set from the Ronnie Kobo Spring 2015 collection. And I don't think the exact outfit was on sale, but there's a similar one on Shop Bop from that designer, which is on sale right now for $128. And you can see pictures of those at tayswiftstyle.com. So for our main discussion, I don't think it would have been appropriate if we focused on anything other than how many times we died during these LA shows. (laughs) 
It's only been the first two so far as well. I mean, I mean, we still have three more shows to go. I cannot but... handle anymore. <laughs> it's like, it's been crazy already. We were sitting on Twitter on Friday, literally all having a meltdown. <laughs> and the next ones are three right in a row during the week when we have to go to work. Oh, it's going to be really rough. So just to give you guys a recap of how epic the LA shows have always been. So ever since the beginning, she's always had guests there. On the Fearless Tour at the Staples Center, she had Katy Perry one night and John Mayer the other, which is highly ironic. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I can't remember. Nothing important. <laughs> On the Speak Now Tour, each of the nights, she had Justin Bieber one night, she had Jason Mraz, she had Hot Chell Ray, and she had Nicki Minaj, which were all epic. I remember trying to watch the Justin Bieber video and never being able to because of how much screaming was in it. <laughs> and so the bar was very high, I think, after those shows. On the Red Tour, she had Cher Lloyd, Sarah Bareilles, Tegan and Sarah, Ellie Goulding, and Jennifer Lopez. So that was just, that was when I was like, okay, I need to get to LA. <laughs> Again, I failed. Next tour, we're going. Without a doubt. It's happening. So I got on Twitter before the Saturday show and was just sort of asking people predictions for secret song and special guests. And they really were all over the map. But I don't think anyone could have predicted what she actually ended up doing those nights. No. So these shows are notorious for always having tons and tons of celebrities. Before the show, Taylor met Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family. She also met Justin Makita and Matt Stevens. And then there were just celebrities all over the Staples Center, including Mariska Hargitay and Joe Jonas, who were just sort of hanging out on the floor. I thought Mariska was going to walk the runway again. Yeah, there were so many people there that could have. I also thought it would have been funny if she had Joe as a guest now that she's had Nick. <laughs> but she didn't. Instead, for the first guest performance of LA, she brought out Someone who I think we've all been highly anticipating, Ryan Tedder, and they sang Counting Stars, and I think I wanted to die that I wasn't there. <laughs> I've been waiting for this for years, I feel like. <laughs> Ever since I heard that they were working together, I wanted to see them perform together. I think the biggest question was what would they perform when it finally happened? Yeah, I have to say I was a little disappointed. I really thought they should have done I know places. I don't think Welcome to New York would have been good because it's the first song and <laughs> I've been a little confusing. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage. Say what? <laughs> yeah, but I know places I thought would have been good. Oh me too. I was really excited because I thought they, they might have, but then I realized yeah, they are she already sang it in the set list as the normal I'm like uh but that's cool. I mean really Counting Stars is a huge song. It's a great song too. Well, my favorite part was the next part. So that ended, and we weren't at all recovered. And then I start seeing updates on Twitter and think that I'm hallucinating, because no <laughs> way could this really be happening. Taylor decided to play All Too Well acoustic as the secret song. I don't even know what to say about this. I was actually on the phone with Ashley. We're like, what? We're like... <laughs> I was like, no. No. No way. No, I think I just said that over and over for about five minutes. <laughs> well sure enough i love the speech that she gave before she sang this she said how she thought this song was one of our favorites because 
we really campaigned for her to sing it at the Grammys. And she sang it at the Grammys, which was at Staples Center. And that's why she wanted to sing it again at Staples Center. So that made it pretty special for them. Yeah, she said, it was never a single, but I feel like it's one of your favorites off of Red. And she's definitely right. And I'm so grateful that she pays attention to stuff like that. Yeah, I never thought we would hear this song again. And when I found out that's what she was playing, I like, I died. <laughs> I've even said it on our episodes. I was like, there was no way that she would sing a song that's sad with how happy she is now. Yeah. Because I think I said that would be awesome to hear as a secret song, and you had said that. Maybe she thought that after she got through Ronin successfully without breaking down that she could handle anything. Well, this is the show I really wish I was at. All Too Well is my favorite from Red, and I would have loved to have seen it again. We can't forget to talk about Style from Friday Night. Really, she could have had almost anybody in Hollywood on the catwalk, and I had a lot of guesses, but she ended up bringing out Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Which I thought was really random. That would have been cool to see, though. Just casually strolls down the catwalk, and he was a Laker, so I guess it's appropriate that he was there in the Staples Center where they play. But he presented her with a banner, which I guess will be a permanent fixture now in the Staples Center for the most sold-out shows at Staples Center by any artist. I thought it was an odd choice, given Kobe's previous allegations. But she has had people like T.I. on before also. You know, they have had some shaky issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we actually talked about this on previous episodes. We knew she was going to break the record. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Absolutely. During the Red Tour, she got a plaque because she tied for the most sold-out shows with a Latin group. They're called Mana, I think is the name. So we knew she was going to break the record. But we didn't know she was going to get this banner, and even she didn't know. So her reaction was really just priceless when the banner was revealed. I loved it. And along with the banner, she received a plaque that's the same as the banner. I didn't know any better, Taylor. I'd say that's why you put five shows in L.A., was to break this record. Not just break it, but shatter this record. <laughs> I would agree. So after this, we are like, what could possibly happen on night two? The sky's the limit. She could sing literally anything right now. She could sing I Heart Question Mark for all I know. Ooh, that'd be good. But <laughs> she had a ton of surprises, and the show kind of seemed to be almost out of order at times. So it was almost difficult to follow, but there was so much going on. First of all, just the celebrities that were there, and I'm sure there were more, but these are the ones that I saw were there for sure. Sean O'Pry from the Blank Space video, Janelle Parrish, Jessica Capshaw, Matt LeBlanc, Salma Hayek, Chris Rock, Adam Scott, Arden Cho, Zendaya, Hilary Duff, and Jack Salahi. And Gretchen from Mean Girls. I know there were more people even besides them, but it was insane. Taylor Swift is fetch. (laughs) (laughs) So the surprises, I thought since it was the only Saturday show, I figured they were going to be huge. And they definitely were huge. The first surprise, like Ashley said, it was a little out of order. Taylor brought out Uzo Abuda, and she plays Crazy Eyes on Orange is the New Black. Wasn't she on the catwalk at MetLife? Yes. Okay, I was like, am I imagining things? Because I feel like I saw her. (laughs) Nope, you didn't. (laughs) You saw her in real life. (laughs) And she can sing, and they sang White Horse together. Which is awesome. 
Yeah, if you have not seen the video for this, go look it up because it's really cool. At the end, they have the crowd sing and Taylor looks just so happy because everybody knows the words. And White Horse was a huge song, but you have to admit her fan base has grown substantially since then. Mm -hmm. So I think she was just really excited that everybody knew the words. For me, I don't know, I just felt really emotional seeing it because, like I said, that song's an old song. The whole crowd mm -hmm. knew everything, and it was just really exciting. It was also exciting because I just kept thinking about how that song premiered on Grey's Anatomy, and Taylor was so excited about it, and that was a long time ago. And now here she was singing it, and Jessica Capshaw's on Grey's Anatomy, and she was there. It was just a really exciting moment. Haley and I were lucky enough to have seen that as a secret song in Omaha on the Red Tour. Oh, I died. Oh yeah, she sang that the very first night. It's a great song. And Taylor must have been feeling very fearless because she then did You Belong With Me as the secret song on the B stage. Oh, fearless. I get it. It was a fearless kind of night. <laughs> and then the big surprise was that Mary J. Blige came out and they did a song called Doubt, and then they also did Family Affair. She's the first guest on the tour who sang more than one song, am I right? That's right. So it was really cool. And Taylor, before singing Doubt, she did this little introduction to it, and she said, I heard this at a pre-show Grammy party last year in LA. Mary got up and sang this song I had never heard of before. And all of a sudden, I felt like, I go through that so much. I doubt myself every day, no matter what happens. And I think I always will. And I think it's always something I'm going to struggle with. But this song helped me, and helps me moment to moment. I don't think we can ever hope to fully get over the things that make us insecure, or the voices in your head that say, you can't do it, you're not good enough, nobody likes you, you're not cool, you're so annoying. <laughs> But I wanted to sing this song for you because this was the first city where I heard it and it is absolutely foolish to try and sing a Mary J. Blige song because she's the greatest singer who ever lived. But this song matters to me and it means so much for me to get to sing it to you. And I think it can help you if you struggle with the same kinds of insecurities that I do. And I never heard this song before either, but if you listen to the lyrics, it's very meaningful. And then... Mary was just thrilled to be there with Taylor, and she said it was just beautiful singing with her because she has a beautiful, amazing soul. I was honored, and it was truly a blessing to be up there. I've always loved and truly respected Taylor as a woman, as a businesswoman, and as an artist. So I immediately said yes because I just love her that much. She has great relatable lyrics, she's a great businesswoman, and she's a great example for a lot of women young and older women. Her music speaks for itself, and that's one of the reasons why I love the opportunity of being on stage with her tonight, because I respect real artists, and she's a real artist. The song Doubt is a song that I truly love and means so much to me, and as you could see tonight, it means so much to her. So I asked her if she could sing it with me, and she said yes. And then of course Family Affair, she wanted to perform that, and I said, just sing all the songs with me tonight. Let's just make it a duet. So that was very exciting. And I think it was well received by everyone. And then, actually, my favorite part of this show was style. Because 
During style, Taylor brought out Sean O'Pry, who we've actually mentioned a lot on this episode, the actor from Blank Space, Chris Rock, and then my personal favorite, Matt LeBlanc. I'm a huge Friends fan. I've been a fan since the show was on TV before I even knew who Taylor was. And just the photos of them just gave me a lot of feels to see (laughs) them together. One of my favorites from my favorite TV show and Taylor. She just looks so excited. She talks about Friends so much. I'm surprised Chris Rock was there. I I wonder how that one got arranged. Yeah, I've never really heard her talk about him. Yeah, not at all, but still cool though. Yeah, guess she's a fan. Yeah. I mean, he's a huge actor, comedian, everything. There was probably like a little celebrity entrance and it was like, first come, first serve, gets to walk the catwalk. (laughs) (laughs) Sign up here. (laughs) Sign up for your 15 minutes of fame with Taylor. (laughs) I really want the entire cast of Friends to walk the catwalk with Taylor. And then I want the entire cast of Grey's Anatomy to do it. (laughs) And as I was thinking about this, I realized that Ellen Pompeo hasn't been on the catwalk yet. I'm predicting she'll be there. I'm predicting that she's going to have Ellen Pompeo and Ellen DeGeneres walk together. Oh, that would be amazing. The best Ellens. Either way, I think for sure Ellen DeGeneres will show up one of these three remaining nights. I hope so. I would be shocked if she didn't. It always reminds me of when she played with Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was amazing. Best thing ever. You guys are stealing my next week Taylor Will Thunder. (laughs) Can you imagine if during style, like when they all, like when all the dancers ride out on their rollerblade shoes, if Ellen was just with them? (laughs) Yes, (laughs) that should happen. Oh, that would be awesome. In a matching suit and everything, because I feel like she'd be so into that. I can see her requesting to do that, absolutely. Or popped out of one of the doors during I Know Places. (gasps) That would be great. This is just opening up a lot of opportunities for onstage <laughs> pranks and whatnot. Ellen's a genius at it. Did you see when she did the, she acted like she was the one performing with Madonna for Ghost Town? Yeah. That video? Oh. Well, I don't even, all I can say about all of this is that I am not ready for the next three nights of updates. That's for sure. It seems like it just keeps getting ramped up, like just more and more people show up at these shows. Yeah. Yeah. After the Red Tour, we all really planned to be at these shows to cover them for you guys. But Album 6, LA shows, we will be there. (laughs) I can't make promises, (laughs) because that'll be like... Nate, you're going to start saving right now for LA. Right now. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag concert goals. (laughs) Hashtag (laughs) $6,000 later. (laughs) So true, but so worth it. (laughs) yeah this has been on my bucket list for so long that's honestly it's one of the only remaining items on my swifty bucket list because i've somehow achieved a lot of them i don't know how that's pretty awesome you have to admit yeah and that's the other thing too the things on my bucket list i thought i'd never achieve and it's like wow it's crazy go to taylor's house oh that'll never happen (laughs) (laughs) but i think that seeing taylor at staples is something every swifty should do I feel like this entire episode is just news. There was so much that happened in the past week. So much. And next week, we will be telling you all about the rest of the LA shows, if we're still alive. (laughs) And the VMAs. How are we even going to do that? Oh my god. 
It's going to be a three-hour episode next week, guys. Get ready. <laughs> just lump it all into one. <laughs> Gosh, well, I can't wait. I just can't wait to see what else happens, even though I'll be crying because I won't be there. Well, anybody who is going to be there, tweet us and tell us all about your experiences and how excited you are and everything. And the rest of you, tweet us your predictions and hopes. We want to hear all of it. And you can always tweet us at SwiftCast13. And our other accounts where you can find us are SwiftCast13 on Tumblr, Instagram.com slash TheSwiftCast13, Facebook.com slash TheSwiftCast. You can email us at TheSwiftCast13 at gmail.com. This is all on our website also, which is SwiftCast13.com. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button on iTunes. That downloads the latest episodes automatically, so you don't have to worry about it. And iTunes only will show our last 100 episodes, so if you want to hear anything earlier than that, those are still on our website at SwiftCast13.com. Now, I don't even think I can attempt to predict what Taylor will do this week, because... (laughs) Oh, I can. You already said the Ellen thing. That's a good one. I mean, yeah, I really do think that will happen. And I'm going to reiterate that I still think Caitlyn Jenner will walk during style. Well, to play off of that, I think the entire Kardashian family is going to walk during style. It could happen. Including Northwest. And, <laughs> including Northwest. And God West. And Kanye. <laughs> wow. And then Kanye's going to steal the microphone. And then they're going to sing Gold Digger. <laughs> He's going to crash it and just start singing Gold Digger. <laughs> Followed by Innocent. <laughs> yes. It could really happen. It honestly could. Who knows at this point? Innocent has only ever been sung at the VMAs once. Just once, yep. Who knows? If Kanye showed up, maybe she would sing Innocent for the second time ever. I heard that someone in a meet and greet the other day had asked her if she would play Come Back, Be Here, and she said that probably not because no one knows the words, but I think more people than she realizes know the words, and if the sky's the limit on the secret song, I would really like to hear that. Yeah, look at, like I said, White Horse. I mean, I'm not surprised, but I feel like maybe she was surprised that everybody knew the words. She looked surprised. I mean, they could have sang anything. You know, they could have sang something more recent from Red or something, or just like a different song. But the fact that she chose that makes me think that there's still a good chance of getting more obscure songs played. Tied together with a smile. Oh my god. Stay beautiful. (laughs) Let's go way back. Songs that are never going to be played ever. (laughs) Permanent marker. I want to hear that. Well, we will be with you guys for emotional support throughout the week. For now, for episode 121, this has been Ashley. Haley. Nate. Steph. And Ashley. And we will see you next week if we make it out alive, which we might not. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Deuces. Peace out, Swift Scouts. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.